0: Hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery and it is the Horrortoberfest. Yes, the blessed ween. Don't you dare cross these weens. <laughs> I am John, that was Jeff. Mm. We're here to talk about movies and uh this one's it's October, so we're doing horror films. No one can stop me from doing whatever I want on my show. It's a little something for Johnny. It's just a little little something for me.
1: <laughs> How you like it when people call you Johnny? Do you like that? Johnny. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anyone try.
0: No, cuz it's stupid. <laughs> Why would you do that?
1: Well, people will occasionally call me Jeffy, so I think may- oh, maybe Jeffy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then they're like you're that kid from family circus right? that's
1: me i'm jeffy watch me leave a, a dotted line trail as i walk around the neighborhood
0: hell yeah
1: unless that's one of the other ones i can't keep those kids straight
0: <laughs> nope they're all gay now
1: <laughs> well as the author of family circus it was my responsibility to make a choice for them
0: <laughs> so uh during horror Fest, i do a horror movie review every single day Uh, I watch movies that I've never seen before and I do themed weeks. And this week, uh, I am doing family friendly, like low rated horror, like PG, maybe a PG 13. Although I think in my list, I don't have anything higher than PG.
1: Huh? Okay. I see you're changing it up, but you, you introduce it to me as horror for kids. Basically. Yeah. All right. I mean, I fucked up with, uh, The
0: one that comes out today that we are recording in that I didn't do any research. I looked at the summation of it. It was rated PG. The title is just called My Best Friend is a Vampire. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. (laughs) And then it turned into like a weird... Hornier gay panic version of Teen Wolf, but for vampires.
1: <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm tr- I fucked up." I gotta tell you, I've been very horny in my life. Uh, there's there's times where the thirst has been mighty, but even I cannot fathom a hornier Teen Wolf. That's impressive. <laughs> teen, we're talking about the movie where where a girl fucks a werewolf so he'll be better at basketball, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's so he will be better at basketball. <laughs>
1: i think it's 100 percent that like she's got so much team spirit
0: <laughs> no i think she's just a furry
1: she's just into that werewolf she just oh, wants yeah. some of that were d because
0: she's like don't don't do me as a guy do me as a wolf <laughs> that's not this movie though this uh, movie is goosebumps <laughs> or if you're from several years ago gerse <laughs> yeah my favorite berks <laughs> uh now uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, you were never into
1: these. I, I wouldn't, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm w- maybe three years older than you, Uh-huh. depending on what time of year it is. <laughs> uh, and yet I think that is enough of a gap that these came out and they were, were my brother's favorite thing in the world. And I didn't, I, I didn't get into them. I had other stuff I was doing already. Uh-huh. So no, I've never... Uh, other than I was I was kissing girls okay <laughs> kissing girls and and uh kissing dudes and and kissing the, and saying good <laughs> saying good night to guys <laughs> uh, uh no i i mean i have my own like uh, obsessive books when i was uh, already uh the james harriet novels and for some reason i got way into the hardy boys right around here Hmm. Which is just a different type of serialized right uh, reading for kids. So it's not like a, I'm not I'm not saying disdainfully that I never got no. into Goosebumps. What I'm I saying just is
0: you never read any of
1: these. I read one of them. I read one of my brother's copies of one of the books. Um, it was and, and it was relevant to this movie because it was an attack of the giant sight mutant in, uh, insect, or whatever. it was the one with the praying mantis. Yeah, uh, and that was the only one I've ever read.
0: Which is interesting. So I got into these when they first came out. Obviously, being a lover of Stupid ghost stories and sitting around eating marshmallows. Books about ghosts. I, you know, as soon as it came out, I got the first book and I had, I want to say, every single Goosebumps book up until like they got up into the, like the 30s or 40s.
1: That's it? Jesus. I remember having 180, no, 118 Hardy Boys novels.
0: That's too many. That's <laughs> too many Hardy Boys novels. <laughs>
1: Uh, But yeah, there were quite a few goosebumps. My brother, I I believe, had all of them as well.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed them, but there was basically a point where I think by the time I hit high school i was like oh i don't have scholastic book fairs anymore so
1: i can't just go get these i don't have a source for them and it would be embarrassing to go into a real store and, and select one of these
0: yeah yes i'm not I like walking f- up
1: to the counter
0: as a freshman and be like i would like your most recent goosebumps please yeah i'd
1: like the fourth one where they're afraid of gnomes <laughs> please that one didn't get sequels now oh, if you want like the fourth one with a dummy blood, yeah the one was uh, the fourth Slappy one. How about that? Is that better?
0: Yeah. The, the movie sure the posits, Dummy.
1: the movie certainly posits that Slappy is like the lead monster of all of R.L. Stein's creations.
0: Oh, neither the Living Dummy is definitely one of the biggest ones. I would say uh, the only problem with some of the other very big name ones from the beginning, because this movie features a lot of late in the cycle uh, goosebumps, like stuff that I never read. Oh, okay. And a lot of the early ones don't really work as like, oh, we, the general idea of this movie is it's all real and it gets released from a book. But like releasing a haunted mask.
1: Yeah. Uh-
0: <laughs> or like a jar of goo. It's like, uh... like
1: like, child trafficking is just one of them. And they're like, well, you can't have child trafficking come out of a haunted book. That's not going to work.
0: Aw, don't do
1: that. <laughs> I mean, this one's about teenage drug use. You can't have this come out of a taunt. Ink cannot turn into that. But no, he never wrote like that. All of his stories were like, and then it turned out they were ghosts. No, I mean, it's all just,
0: uh, you know, pick some sort of horror thing and be like, cool. I'm going to write about this with a cliffhanger on every chapter. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've read that one Star Wars horror novel. I feel like I pretty much... That's pretty up, much it, really. Spe- yeah, it's just, you know, it's Stephen King for nine-year-olds.
0: <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's right. Because
1: <laughs> it's the same thing where he just picks random shit and then tries to make it spooky.
0: He's like, all right, what do I got here? What, what are
1: kids aware of? A mummy? Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: this mummy wears sunglasses.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, his, ro- his robes are made out of torn up hyper-color shirts because it's that year. <laughs> not this movie though this is from 2015 yeah
0: they really really struck when the iron was hot on yeah, that
1: one The iron must have still been hot in the dusty closet it was in <laughs> in that case i think they found that hot iron at a garage sale i mean the <laughs>
0: the book series <laughs> was like late 80s early 90s yeah and they've made a TV show of it of, like, the mid-90s, mm-hmm. and then nothing for 10 years
1: when they decided, you know what we need to do. <laughs> we gotta get this done before Jack Black gets too old to play the role. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Anyway, uh, you know, as far as a non-spoiler review before we get into the full nonsense after we play some music, I'm gonna go ahead and say
1: this is... <laughs> I mean, it's fine for a kid, sure. Why not? I was gonna say it's not as I was expecting way worse. And in fact, this isn't the worst goosebumps thing I watched yesterday. No. So, <laughs> so it's it's fine.
0: Yeah. No. The, the I mean, movie's... it's
1: stupid, and I wouldn't recommend it. But oh, as a obviously. kid movie, it's fine.
0: Yeah. No. As an adult, you're like, uh, why? You don't need to watch this. This is very
1: fine. It's yeah. It's a, I mean, there's a, there's one scene in it that I I, I found kind of vaguely offensive uh and we'll get to it okay it's not it's just shitty writing that's oh, all okay um the 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 rest it's not like it's actually offensive there wasn't a scene in this where i was like how dare they how dare it, they... vaguely it's kind of an anti-feminist message that kind of pissed me off a little bit at one point but yeah we'll get to it we'll get to okay. it okay okay yeah. okay yeah okay so yeah you know if you
0: have a kid that i don't know i guess you gave your goosebumps books to your own kid mm-hmm. and He read them or she read them or whoever, and then you decided, hey, it's been six years, we should now watch the Goosebumps movie, (laughs) then sure, your kid may, in fact, enjoy this. If you
1: want to feel really old, your kid is probably younger than the Irma Gerd meme, let alone Goosebumps. (laughs) (sighs) Hell, I I feel old because I remember like 10 years ago when the Irma Gerd girl was on Tosh.0 and there was a whole bunch of faff about how she's hot now. Oh, yeah. And I was like, of course she is. You don't spend $3 million on orthodontia that thick (laughs) for no good reason. To not come out the other (laughs) side looking great. Yeah, duh. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. We've talked enough around this movie. Mm -hmm. Let's play a little music and then we are going to come back with the full in-depth Spoiler review of Goosebumps. What up? What up?
1: Uh, All of
0: my listeners. Oh, okay. I'm never talking to you. (laughs) I don't
1: bring us back in on you. You know what I'm up to. I'm sitting here. <laughs> so how you doing? Thinking about these goosebumps. Thinking about all these
0: goosebumps.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm doing all right. If that's if, if you're asking, I, I am. I, uh, yeah. I'm always asking. Yeah. and
0: yeah. you're never telling.
1: Well, I mean, Sage didn't take her nap today. I, I tried my. I have to run her like a little. Show dog to get her to go down at all in the first place, and I did today. I had to park for like three hours. Nothing. She just sat there in the back of the car, calmly reciting the alphabet at me over and over again, <laughs> mockery of my my sleep music I was playing.
0: <laughs> what a shame.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm I didn't get my nap today, so I'm cranky and irritable.
0: Aww, <laughs> she's Aww.
1: she is of course fine, an unchanging zephyr of of uh of never ending energy.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, however sad sack of an old man
1: yeah i don't i'm get real cranky by 7 p.m if my daughter doesn't get her nap yeah yeah so anyway goosebumps
0: goosebumps now this is a story all about how this kid's life got flipped turned upside down yeah (laughs) now i'd like to take a minute yeah i want you to sit right there okay i'll tell you
1: Hmm. about goosebumps the movie (laughs) 2015. It's like, how long do I need to put up with this? <laughs> when, when is this going to stop? You know what, John? It's fine. You go ahead and do the entire Bel Air intro if you need to. I'll just be standing here tall on the wings of my dreams.
0: <laughs> Will you rise and fall?
1: <laughs> yes. And I'll run around to a bunch of well-known Chicago landmarks. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Most of which are gone now. <laughs> Aw. Anyway, uh, yeah, it opens with our, our main character, Z- Zeke, Zach? Yeah, Z- good old Zeke. <laughs> it was like Zach or something, right? Uh, our main character is
0: Zach, okay, and good. he is coming to uh,
1: Madison. Madison,
0: not Wisconsin, yeah, Delaware. Ma- yeah,
1: Madison, Delaware, uh, with his mom, played by Michael Scott's wife from the office, <laughs> A- A- Amy Ryan. Uh, in-, in this movie, weirdly, they never actually say her name, but in the IMDb credits, she's gay, uh, Gale, spelled like the storm. Which I thought was kind of a cool name for a th- for something they never actually say or mention. Yeah, but yeah, so so uh, and they are presumably coming from New York because there's a scene where where, where he is given a a New York hat.
0: Oh yeah, they mention that you know things are different than New York.
1: Yeah, but it's weird because they keep asking where he's from, and he's like, "Well, I'll tell you one thing: I'm excited to move to Madison, Delaware, and never like, oh, I'm from you know New York. Or it's uh... it, it's weird." I guess because they want you to feel like any kid could be this kid moving to Madison, Delaware.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's someone moving and he's got troubles because his father died a year ago Mm -hmm. and his mother is
1: a vice principal by trade. Yeah, she's like a roving vice principal. Like she has a guitar strung across her back and she plies her trade by driving from city to city to see if any vice principalship needs doing.
0: (laughs) You got any principals need vicing? (laughs)
1: And they have all these signs nailed up in front of the schools all over town. No no vice principals, just keep on driving.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Madison, Delaware was the one place where she could find a job. Mm -hmm. They move into their new house, and wouldn't you know it, the the next-door neighbor has uh, a hot daughter, and he's a creep. Mm -hmm. And, And he's... He's like, hey, stay away from my hot daughter, and also me, and also this house.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's Jack Black playing R.L. Stein in this, and I like everything Jack Black. Even if he's in a movie, I can't stand, like, I don't know, Shallow Hal, or <laughs> or uh, J- the Jumanji remakes. I, I still enjoy his work, because uh-huh. he's good. So he's fine in this, initially playing Mr. Shivers, but really just being R.L. Stein. Yes. Uh, but yeah, he has a great opening line where he's like, you see that fence? Do you see that fence? <laughs> You stay away from that fence and away from my house and away from my daughter and away from me and we'll have a good time. And you're like, I like this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, we get an a version of R. L.
1: Stein that is this weird, recluse, loner. Yeah. Well, for good reason. He's got that Jack Kirby pencil disease where everything he writes comes to life. He's got that magic typewriter. That yeah, that Harold and the purple crayon disease that so many so many uh, creatives get. Well they can't stop making all the things they create into real things what will uh, they do? They'll have to have a cool whole cool world movie about it
0: I mean it really begs the question here i I mean the whole idea is all of the goosebumps books that he wrote uh when he wrote them they came to life
1: mm-hmm. and there's a hilarious only part. his
0: man like typewritten manuscripts are actually magical and mm-hmm. all the you know printed ones aren't but It makes me wonder, when did that start happening, and did he keep writing afterwards? Well, he
1: mentions... He says it was like literally he learned to write horror. There's a point where he has a big monologue. I mean, I assume we're going to do a jump around on this, yeah, one, and not a, a, point, a point by point. There's a point after the big reveal of who he is and how the monster situation is happening and so on, where he gets confronted by Zach, who's like, what the hell is happening? And he's like, all right, fine. If you really want to know, I'll tell you. Uh, when I was a boy, I was unpopular and no one liked me. So I made my own monsters and my own demons and friends. And then I had them wreak hell on the town. And then I sold hundreds of millions of copies of books that no, feature them. No, he says
0: that he made his own demons and whatnot, and then at some point,
1: they became real. Yeah, and then he used them. He actually goes on to say he used them to, b- to like, wreak hell on towns and so on. <laughs> to bother to use- He used to be a delinquent piece of shit who inflicted his monster hell on people, but eventually kind of saw the error of his ways. I, I was very curious in my mind. I was like, okay, cert- was it between the slappy books where you're like, I gotta lock this fucking dummy away, but I do need another house, uh, so i'll write one more book and then try and catch him again i guess
0: <laughs> it's it's a very weird idea to me that you'd be like oh eventually these stories i've written they've started to come to life mm-hmm. and then like you'd still do that <laughs> and not just be like ah cool i'll make a, a neat story and then at the end of it
1: uh, R.L. Stein gets ten billion dollars. That's also, the story. Also, his whole deal is that he has all these manuscripts that are locked. They, 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 they're locking books, but the key's just sitting on like a little plinth in his office. It's yeah. like, like you know, keep the key in your office and put the books in the storage room or something. You know, don't put them in the same. You're. This is very dumb. <laughs> also, I don't know. Maybe don't line your basement with bear traps for no reason at
0: all. It's very <laughs> strange. Again, because I'm like. We learned that if you burn the book, then you you stop them. They can't, like, come out because well, then yeah, the book is
1: burned. Yeah, but if they're already out, then... Uh, then they, they can't go back in. Yes.
0: So why, if you're like, all of these books are locked, I want them to stay locked, I don't want any of these monsters to get out. I'm like, hey, buddy, you got a fireplace.
1: Well, I mean, part of it, and I think this is actually a pretty interesting thing, given that Arl Stein actually is in this movie and had some like connections to the production of it and everything, is that the reason that he isn't just burning the books is because he's fucking Arl Stein and he's got some ego about that shit, and I get it like there's multiple points out of this movie where they are threatened by werewolves and mummies and what have you, and he will stop everything dead in its tracks to brag about how many copies he sold worldwide. <laughs> So we know that he's got kind of a kind of a, a big head about his books. Yeah. So that's why he didn't get rid of them. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. But anyway, yeah, I'll, we've got the basic young adult adventure subplot where the main character there's a mysterious girl next door, but boy, is she hot!
0: Oh yeah. There's the new kid in town, the girl that he isn't allowed to see, Hannah mm-hmm. next door, and his idiot friend. You gotta have an dumb, idiot friend. Bullshit,
1: idiot friend, champ. Champ is the worst thing in this movie.
0: He's awful. Oh, I, again, during this week, I wrote for the Monster House review how much I fucking hate the trope in children's stuff, especially of there's a hero kid, there's a, like, love interest kid, and then a useless piece of shit that's there, and I'm like stop that.
1: Yeah. Goofy side kid is, it, I, I guess because it's easy to write that way if you have like a goofy kid doing dumb shit. You know, you can just have some comedy beats from that. But Champ is, I mean, he's got that voice like when when you have a show about already toddlers or babies and then you introduce an even younger one, he's got that voice. He's got that like Dill Pickles voice <laughs> where, where he's, his voice is just a never-ending crack.
0: Yeah. And he has... No real redeeming
1: features to him. He's a coward. He's clumsy. He's stupid. He can't take a hint. Oh, he's unpleasantly horny.
0: yeah Uh, yeah.
1: and also when I mentioned before the break that there was a single scene in the movie where I I found it kind of irritating and offensive and old fashioned, it's the scene where he rescues the girl from the werewolf so she makes out with him yes even though she doesn't know his name and doesn't really like him and has made it established on a number of occasions in the past that she doesn't but then he inserts hero coins and gets vagina (laughs) and I'm like don't don't movie no you haven't
0: earned this No, this
1: is unpleasant especially because the scene with the, the scenes featuring that character who makes out with him there's one of there's two scenes with her in one of them she doesn't Know what his name is and doesn't like him. In the next scene, an hour and a half later, you you don't have no idea who she is. A werewolf is menacing her. He runs up and bites the werewolf. It runs off, and she's like, "Good, now you get (laughs) makeouts." And you're just like, uh you could maybe one or two more scenes in the middle to develop this relationship or anything." Nope, no time for that. Nope, I'm the shitty side character that sucks.
0: So. I'm just going to get something.
1: Yeah. Just, I'm going to have one moment where get, I'm not an idiot. He gets a little reward. He's still kind of an idiot because his whole gimmick is that he bit the werewolf and then is like, I have lots of silver in my mouth because of cavities. Yeah. I got a bunch
0: of silver fillings.
1: Uh-huh. And I'm like, aren't those usually gold? I guess they're often silver. Okay. Sure. I don't know. I don't, I've i never had any. Eh. I've had plenty. Mm.
0: Let me tell you. No, generally not. <laughs>
1: So, but I just that I found that scene viscerally unpleasant where I was like, oh, that's so old fashioned. At least I thought this movie was from like 2005. Now you're telling me it's 10 years later. And I'm like, come on, guys. guys. (laughs)
0: Uh, But yes, the first day of school, Zach meets Champ, because I assume Champ sees that there is a kid that he has not managed to annoy to not be his friend yet. So he's like, you, you're new here. You should be my friend.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he he definitely is the sort of person who's already worked his way through everyone in school and no one likes him. And everyone's like that kid's weird and irritating and off putting. And also he'll walk up and hand you his business card and tell you you should help him score chicks. Yeah, which is, you know, maybe in the 80s. And if you had like a permanent pair of headphones around your neck and he carried drumsticks everywhere, you could get away with being like, hey, man, let's score some chicks. And people be like, yeah, you're a cool character. I dig that. But if you're like, hi, we should be friends because none of us are out. We're both outcasts. Let's find girls. You're like, no, I don't want to. I- this is the re- there's a reason you're an outcast.
0: <laughs> you're bringing nothing to this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hate that character trope so much Is I'm like, you shouldn't have this person as a friend. Mm-hmm. Don't be this person's friend. Because not like- only is it like. Oh, I'm not saying that because like, oh, their voice is weird or they're kind of like clumsy or whatever. I'm saying because usually their personality is atrocious.
1: Yeah, I was g- like, this is just an albatross to hang around our main character's neck, and I want to make that clear. I mean, I was a big nerd in high school, and so were you. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so it's not like we're saying that don't be the nerd trope. That's not what this is. This isn't the nerd.
0: No, this
1: is in children's media. There is always the useless, shitty friend. Yeah, they have to. They can't. They have to be every bad trait. Like you can't. Because your main character has to have all the good ones. And the leftover ones that your main character doesn't have that are good traits need to be love interest traits so that they complement each other, leaving, you know, a Jughead-shaped hole.
0: Yeah, you get some shitty donkey lips guy who shows up and is like, hey, I'm friends with some cool guy who's, like, very popular and handsome, but I'm his his shitty guy who hangs out with him. Yeah, And I just, (laughs) like... Sometimes you don't get that. Sometimes, like, Boy Meets World, that wasn't the case. You had two fairly, like, decently competent guys there. Sure, fine.
1: (laughs) Never watched it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) fine, you don't need to. (laughs) What I'm saying is, it annoys me, and I am sad about it. It's
1: like the Screech. Like I think Screecher was supposed to have redeeming features in that he was like smart and sometimes he'd build a dumb robot, like pots and pans robot or whatever. But mostly he was just like I'm too horny, I'm too irritating. I I don't have enough good characteristics to make up for this. Why does everyone hang out with me? Uh, because I was in, I'm on the show. Yes.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway. So yes. Uh Champ worms his way into, I guess, being the other person that Zach knows. He is in- mainly in this movie because Zach has no one else.
1: Yeah. I think it's worthy of note that we start the movie very traditionally where, you know, Zach's mom is the vice principal at the new school, so he doesn't want to be seen with her because that would make him immediately uncool to all the other kids. Uh, So we're like, oh, I get it. We're setting up one of those movies where there's going to be like a couple of mean kids who don't accept him into the clique, and he's got to like impress them and be, you know, we're going to maybe have him see see him do some skateboard tricks or something that makes him look rad. Uh, And instead, there's none of that. There There are four high school kid characters that matter. And, the only, and one of them is the girl who rewards Champ with makeouts. Yeah. They, they don't do... All these tropes in the beginning where he's like, Mom, we can't be seen together. I need you to go around and walk in. All that's just abandoned because we don't have... To, it's a horror movie. Go, go. I mean, also,
0: the first thing he says to Champ is, Oh, that's my mom. I'm like, you... You were just saying you didn't want anyone to know that your mom was the vice principal. It's because
1: he wanted to give Champ an awkward moment. Because Champ was sitting there being like, ugh, this vice principal is worse than the last one. How come every vice principal is the worst? I hate them. And I think he was like literally, like, I'm, I was getting a read off Champ's energy, just like I'm sure you were and anyone else who watched this, that he was about to be like, well, at least she's hot, though. <laughs> I'd throw her a shot. And he was like, I gotta, I gotta head this off at the pass before he starts describing his carnal fantasies regarding my mom. Because, you know... Not for nothing, but I get it. Amy Ryan, uh, Amy Ryan is a good-looking woman. <laughs> uh,
0: and, uh, yeah, the school day goes
1: without note, but we find out that there is a dance coming up. And Oh, by the, the other thing about that, yeah, because there's a dance coming up. She has a joke announcement where she's like, we've been twerking all weekend on it or something. It's awful. But the other thing I wanted to set up is that in the most thankless role in this movie, Ken Marino is in this. Ken Marino <laughs> is the... I wish I was Amy Ryan's
0: love interest in this. Yeah. And just keep showing up to be like, "Hey, are we uh are we going to get together?" No, we are not. Okay, I'll be, all
1: right, all right, I'll, be I'll be by later. <laughs> and and to, to, to give you an idea, that happens twice in the movie. That's and then Ken Marino, I assume got a paycheck for $500 in bus fare home. <laughs> uh, we also there's um the other major character uh is uh the uh zach's aunt and gail's sister lorraine and lorraine is played by jillian bell who's an actor i really like um and, except that a lot of the time she ends up in pretty thankless roles and this is almost one i think she even kind of acquits herself well here eh. but she plays the weird aunt from from madison not the big city aunt but the country aunt
0: yeah well who, she's her whole deal is she is man crazy and can't Keep a man, mm-hmm. and also she has like an Etsy store where she bedazzles things. Yeah,
1: she sells bedazzled stuff, but also she is the manager of a grocery store, so she has like also a real job.
0: Yeah, but uh, she doesn't talk about that. Yeah, she wants to let you know about her cool Etsy store. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, her whole g- character gimmick is that she's like a little too mad, a little too forward, and a little too like says what's on her mind. Because, you know, when she's like, oh, it's Zach, you look so handsome now. That's wild because you used to be a hideously ugly baby. You were so disgusting looking as a baby. Yeah. yeah. The thing about this movie that constantly felt weird to me is that they introduce so many basic tropes of kid adventure movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, they do the whole high school mom. I can't be seen with you. got I got I to impress these new kids and be cool in the school. None of that. This is not that. This is a movie about horror stuff. They also do. Oh, my dad died, but I got to learn how to get over it. It's just me and my mom. This is kind of hard. I'm gonna hide in my room and watch videos of my dad teaching me to play baseball. And and you think, okay, well then we're we're gonna introduce like you know a a a new father. We kind of Arnold Stein new father figure, not really. No. In, instead, that plot line just doesn't go anywhere.
0: No, it's weird because you know they moved here. The dad's been dead for a year. He's watching like an old video in his room and he's kind of crying about it, and then. Like, the next scene when he manages to basically go on a date with Hannah it is never mentioned again afterwards. He's like, yeah, my
1: my dad died a year ago. I'm pretty much over it, though. He's like, like, I'm fine. And as soon as he was like, I'm pretty much over it, I was like, oh, he's lying. That's going to be part of the tension of this movie. Because, like, literally the last scene, we saw him, like, crying over an old video and then hiding it when his mom came in. I thought for sure she was immediately going to go,
0: like... Mm, you're hiding something, or like, uh, it's okay, you don't have to say that. But no,
1: he actually just, for the rest of the movie, never mentions it again, and it is dropped. It's the weirdest thing. It's like they, it, it, like they were worried... It's almost like they weren't sure how the movie would end when they started filming it. They were just like, ah, fuck it. We'll just put in a bunch of hooks. We'll make, I, he, he's, stat, he's sad about his dead dad. Uh, he's worried about not being cool at school. And then, you know, they make it about halfway through the movie. Like, we don't have time for any of this. We have to keep introducing Goosebumps monsters.
0: <laughs> we have to introduce so many monsters from Goosebumps books. <laughs> the The weird thing for me as well is you could have just, you know, not had the whole dead dad
1: thing there at all. Yeah. And it wouldn't have changed the movie in the slightest. No, it would have just saved you time. You could have fit in some more Goosebumps monsters. It would have been fine. Just cut that whole subplot. No idea. Yeah. It's the weird, this movie's got a number of these weird little almost there subplots. But yeah. So Zach and Hannah
0: go to an abandoned, not fully built yet amusement park out in the woods. They have a nice little date. And that's when R.L. Stein is like, yo, never see that boy again to Hannah. You, I thought I told you to stay away from us and he calls the cops cuz he thinks Stein is like abusing Hannah.
1: Yes, yeah. He uh he he hears Anna arguing with her father, then she screams and the lights go off in the house. Yeah. Which is weird because they never explain what that was. Nope. <laughs> She's fine. She's just hanging around in her room. There's no explanation of what the screaming or the sudden light switch was. My assumption is... Turned lights off on her? No.
0: He sucked her back into her book, which, hey, Ah. uh, spoiler, Hannah is also
1: a character in a book. That's the big reveal. That creates so many more questions than it's worth. Eh. I mean... Okay, so we can talk about that real quick. Yeah, she's one of R.L. Elstein's creations, just like all the other monsters. It's kind of weird to talk about that first before we even introduce how any of this works, but whatever. He At certain point, he got lonely in his life because he's had nothing in his life but monsters and money, and so he wrote himself a book about a daughter, and now he has a daughter. There's a point where she's like, I knew I was a ghost the whole time. How many 16th birthday parties can one woman have? Yeah. So she knows, and then at the end of the climax of the movie, she gets sucked into a book and and theoretically dies to, or gets stuck back in the books just like all the other monsters do. But then Stein writes another book about her so that she's alive again. Yeah. And I was like, do you think this time when he sat down to write, he was like, and then, he, th- then my daughter had a bunch of sex with my next door neighbor boy. Uh, also, this time, I guess she aged and died at a normal human pace instead of saying 16 forever. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> It's possible. I mean, it's just kind of a, like, a, what's in that book? That book would be weird. <laughs> well, well, he immediately burns it, so
0: no one will ever know. Yeah. <laughs> like, just Jack Black going up to
1: the kid being like, hey, I wrote you a few favors in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at the book. I I had a daughter named Hannah who was beautiful and wonderful, but was smooth as a Ken doll down there. <laughs> no, there was just nothing. <laughs> that, that way I didn't have to worry about it. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So yeah, the
0: the main uh, action of this comes when he goes to, like the cops come, they don't find anything and leave. So he calls Champ to come over
1: and is like, "You be with the lookout. I'm gonna go into this house and see if Hannah is okay." And in a moment of appreciated honesty from Champ, Champ's just like, Look, I, I will do that, even though you lied to me. You got me here under false pretenses. You told me that we were going to the dance with girls that you had. You had some girls. There's no girls here. I feel very lied to. But let me tell you, I am a coward, and if I hear any danger at all, I will not warn you. I will run away. Just so you know, <laughs> I will be the worst lookout you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and Zach's just like, oh, damn it, okay. Whatever, sure. That's great. Because I just I really like that candor. Like, not he's just like Look, I won't warn Look, you about it. Look, I know anything.
0: my weaknesses, and they are many.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to warn you for shit. I'm going to run away if his, if his car comes back. It's that simple. <laughs> I also like, the, every every, character, every person in this movie gets bits. Because that when the cops show up, one of them's like the cop in training, and she keeps jumping the gun on things. Yeah. So. It's exactly like the cop
0: in Monster House.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't read your reviews this week uh, yet. okay. Yeah.
0: I didn't mention that the cop in Monster House was like that, but it was the exact same thing of like, and here's our trainee cop who keeps going like, you're going to the big house. Ah!
1: <laughs> she gets real mad when Jack Black identifies himself as an audiophile in a joke that I felt like might not work that much in a kid movie where she's like, what, how dare you? Oh, what file? <laughs> what? Oh file. And, he, and, and, uh, the real cop has to be like, Oh, that just means he likes high end audio equipment that he, he, he does not. He's not. He, I, I understand. This has <laughs> nothing to do with the
0: fact that you are a new cop. Why are you just weird and dumb?
1: Like I'm not a cop at all. And I, I know the difference between audiophile and pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if maybe I sh- uh, should try to be a cop. I don't want to fuck the pigs. But I feel like I might be overqualified. (laughs) Uh, So the...
0: (laughs) He breaks in, tries to find Hannah, eventually finds the
1: study that has all of the goosebumps manuscripts in the key once again breaks in through the bear the uh the basement which is lined from wall florida or wall to wall with bear traps for no reason that ever gets discussed like i don't know if they're supposed to be there to stop any runaway monsters or to stop that is what i assume incoming burglars it's just it's not there's anything else in the house that is a series of silly traps it's just that in the basement there's like 50 bear traps. Yeah, set bear traps. Yeah, 50 set bear traps down, and no nothing else. It's not like a, it's not the Home Alone house. It's just the Home Alone basement. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. it's fine.
0: Uh so they accidentally release the abominable snowman of Pasadena, mm-hmm. and we get a fun scene of them trying to chase down the yeti with the book because the only way to stop the monsters, they can't be killed, they can't be stopped. You have to get them back into the book where they came from, which
1: all you have to do is get near them and open the book up and they'll get sucked back in like a ghost vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So uh, that said, most people in this movie are very dumb. And so they will walk right up to the monster right in front of them and then be like, I have to open this book. I will stand here and then carefully. I'm looking at the monster. I'm not going to open the book. And the monster always just walks up and swats it out of their hand. I mean, you say always, and that's just the one scene. Okay, that's fine. The 100% of the times. How about that?
0: Uh well, given that there's another scene with sucking monsters back into the book, I'll say 50%.
1: Well, except that in that scene, they, they cheat. And it's not just that they put down a book and open it because the monsters are close. In that scene, that's after the book's, the new book's been written, where the book ends with, and then everybody got sucked into this book, no matter how far away they happen to be. <laughs>
0: eh. <laughs> I mean, we don't know how far away it works. Hannah we, just says you have to be closer but we don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean we do know it didn't get one one ghost because this movie needs an end credit spookum scare.
0: Yeah. They didn't uh, get the invisible boy.
1: Yeah. Um so that's uh, I don't know maybe maybe he didn't uh, Oh, it only works on visible guys. wrote wrote RL Stein adding a bunch of extra unnecessary meat to his book in the last moment. <laughs> uh the <laughs> and also my my daughter became a doctor and had a million dollars. Poof. <laughs> uh yeah the
0: the way that the whole thing goes down with the abominable
1: snowman thing is fun it's it's a fun little romp The, 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 the snowman is dumb and wanders around the house causing damage and then gets scared and flings itself out the second story and then they have to go find it at a hockey rink yep which leads to some pretty good jokes if I'm honest. The scene where where Champ manages he gets his his hands on a Zamboni and is up on top of it. He's like, "Hop on guys, we're going to get away." And then he starts it and it goes at, you know, Zambon- Zamboni Zamboni speed and and everyone else is just jogging past him like, "No man, get off that thing. That was a terrible <laughs> idea. That was really stupid. Don't you that's dumb. It's amazing how stupid you are, Champ." <laughs> You're just the worst Champ. No one likes you. Uh the <laughs> The whole thing, like I
0: say, it's not its not like it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sort of a fun, good kid thing. Like, they have a romp, they run around, and R.L. Stein is the one who saves them from the rampaging abominable snowman when they, you know, eventually lose the book.
1: Yes. Yeah, he finds it, and he sucks the snowman in. Oh, you're right. That's the other scene where someone actually manages to use the book correctly. That makes... Okay. Yeah, because he, he can't... I honestly... Forgot that it got sucked back up. I Because it gets out again right away, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, the uh, <laughs> the idea that these are like they want to get out is very weird to me.
1: Well, yeah, there's... I mean, okay... Let's go ahead and say it here. Uh, the snowman knocks down all the wall of books, and a few of them just kind of snap open because they got knocked down and jostled. Most notably, the one containing Slappy, the dummy, from all the books about the dummy. Yeah, Night of the Living
0: Dummy uh, is one of the ones that gets unlocked, and that's, you
1: know, great. And Slappy is kind of the ringleader or the big deal bad guy of this of this movie. Uh there's only there's a few big bad guys that show up for a lot of scenes and he's the he's the big one. He's the one who's ordering the other ones around. Yeah. And uh, of course he is voiced by Jack Black mm-hmm. doing a Mark Hamill impression <laughs> as far as I can tell. I mean, there's a lot of the monsters are done by Jack Black. The Invisible Boy is Jack Black. Yeah. They just pretty much use Jack Black for all of them. I I, I assume that was supposed to be like, well, yeah, they're written in his voice, so why aren't they just speaking in his voice or whatever was the idea. But only those I don't think Only those two have any lines at all, except for a clown that makes some laugh noises. Yeah, you get some
0: generic off of, uh, you know, Halloween CD clown laugh.
1: Yeah, (laughs) kind of stuff. So that's. But anyway, Slappy gets out and Slappy's very much more of a like planned mass murderer type who does have a little speech where he tells Stein like, hey, I was fully aware and cognizant of my surroundings when I was trapped in that fucking book, asshole, and I hated it. Well, I mean, when he gets out, he's like, what are we doing? There's a reason you let me out.
0: Because last time you let me out, it was, you know, to to cause mayhem. Yeah.
1: So what are we doing, huh? We scaring some kids? We burning down a town? And Stein's like, nah, man, I got old and boring, and I just want you to go back in the book. And he's like, you've changed, man. But I hated it in that book, and I'm never going back in there, and I'm going to torture you now. Yeah. And Slappy's got a neat horror move ability where... Uh, if if you uh, turn your back on him, or there's a loud noise, or a bright light, he can instantly teleport.
0: Yeah, if it if at some point you can't see him, he can just not be
1: there. Yeah, just teleport around, and it's it's effectively done and fun to watch. Yeah, uh, it didn't bother me because especially because he didn't really use it to cheat at any point. Like he didn't pull a a, uh, a Jason or a Michael Myers or whatever and just always be wherever you happen to be running. It's always done in scene. He's like, "Well, I'm out in the bleachers, bright, bright light. I'm right next to you."
0: Yeah, no, he'll. He'll teleport around a scene, but it's not, you know, overused. It's part of the whole thing of like, yeah, I was written to be able to be like, if you took your eyes off this dummy, he wouldn't be there anymore. That's part of the trope. So I just have that power.
1: Yeah. Also, of course, he hates being called a dummy. Yeah, of course. Uh, don't call him a dummy. That's uh, I, I think you're supposed to call him a ventriloquist maquette. And if you do that, then he's like, "Thank you, God." Is it that so hard? <laughs> anyway, it would I'm have been sh- nice if that was a joke in there. No, that is yeah. Instead, he just says, "Don't say it. Don't you say it?" And then they're like, "You're a dummy." And he's like, "Ah, oh, you said it. But ah, now I gotta, I gotta yeah. be a horror monster." And I'm like, "You were gonna be a horror monster anyway." <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh and his whole plan is he's like, "All right, I'm gonna let." all of these monsters out Mm -hmm. i have put all of your books in your car which i will drive off in Mm -hmm. and i'll just you know
1: let loose monsters and then burn the book after i do so you can't put them back also starting from here i'm gonna have so many one-liners where you're gonna be like wait is that is that a one-liner is that like a is that a reference to something that just happened or was that uh, was that just bad what's happened half his lines are just things like Hey, check out my next bestseller. That one's a page turner. Or my favorite, the one where he unleashes a bunch of monsters at the high school dance, and then he just goes, "Now that's a real homecoming." Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's the homecoming dance." No one is. If you're suggesting that several of the monsters are going home or something, maybe there's a joke, but it's just not. It's just it's just nothing. Slappy, have you been in that book too long? Yes, you've lost your edge. (laughs) Look, I got let loose several times before this, and I used up all my good lines. I was almost always let loose to terrorize high school dances.
0: <laughs> you don't understand. I've already
1: gone through all of them. I'm on empty. <laughs> you want to hear my recycled ASB ball material? I have I can do that.
0: <laughs> but we get a lot of monsters. We get uh, the garden gnomes that are murderous.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we get, of course, the Yeti comes back. Mm-hmm. We get a giant praying mantis. The uh, the werewolf, where I, even I remember the cover of the Goosebumps book my brother had, where the werewolf had like uh, sports shoes on. Had like, had yeah. That like that was the only part left of him that was human. Was like his yeah he ripped out and The only thing
0: that was left was shoes and shorts.
1: Yes, yeah. Except in this movie, they've just done shoes and socks. No, he's got shorts on. Oh, does he? I, maybe they, maybe I didn't. Maybe they were exactly fur colored shorts. Like if Idris elbow was in cats, no. In is. fact, they
0: were gray and blue. Mm. 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 Basketball shorts.
1: Ah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Wow. <laughs> whatever. I was right about it, whatever the fuck our last argument was. So nah, you aren't. I was. You're I, never right. I went and checked. I was vindicated. <laughs> ah! And then now I've I've fully forgotten what it was. Yeah. Well. It was some other movie thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, This is how I can stay friends with you. I forget all of your dumb transgressions.
0: (laughs) And I never forget yours and bring them up constantly. (laughs) But you forget that I do that, so it's fine.
1: Sure. That. Uh, Anyway, Mm. they
0: they have to run from all of these. And, you know, uh, some, like, murderous plants knock out the cell phone towers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All sorts of nonsense. The entire town gets just wrecked
1: yeah uh there's aliens that he uses to take over the police station
0: yeah they got freeze guns
1: yeah and i i feel like i've seen those aliens before but looking or right afterwards maybe but looking way way worse <laughs> maybe i don't <laughs> maybe know. J- maybe just i don't know for sure they might be he might have written about aliens more than once but there were certain similarities
0: there are a couple similarities.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, he's got all these monsters that he's driving around town saying dumb things and, and setting out books. But unless you're a cop, most people in town seem to not notice. It's a small town and almost everyone is busy at the homecoming dance, which until the last I- until our heroes actually arrive at the homecoming dance goes largely undisturbed.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if. They take out, like, there's only two cops in the entire town and they manage to freeze them both, Mm -hmm. which would be weird, but sure. Uh, like, we only see a couple other frozen people. Yeah. And you'd think someone might be like, oh shit, everything is being destroyed. Maybe I'll go get my kid from the high school.
1: Well, almost everybody sees things gets destroyed, then they get, like, incapacitated in a non-lethal way by a by a monster that's not actually that scary. Like, they get shot with an ice beam from an alien gun, but they'll be fine later in the movie. Ice beam! It's okay. I mean, that's what happens to, to uh, Jillian Bell. She gets ice shot, and then later she's just back. Yeah, she's just fine. She's just fine. It's okay. She's fine. Everything's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, before that happens, of course, she while gets, they are running through the grocery store to get away from the giant praying mantis... Uh, and also the werewolf. That's when, uh, the ant shows up and Lorraine is the love interest for RL Stein.
1: It's not a bad pairing. I could see Jillian Bell and Jack Black making it work.
0: Yeah, sure. I why not? It
1: was fine with me uh we we don't i don't want to sell the short that she gets her own horror moment as well where she fights what i have to not fight but run away from i assume another goosebumps book where a poodle with a a, a bullet Levitate, hole to, levitating a, ghost poodle or a, something A levitating ghost poodle with a bullet right through its forehead uh seems to be a thing
0: i again have no idea cuz so many of the ones that they actually feature are from late series goosebumps
1: yeah uh, anyway she runs away from a dog and then for the rest of the movie she has like poodle fur stuck throughout her hair because so, so whatever happened to her it was apparently very harrowing <laughs> it's stuck yeah but she helps rescue them from the werewolf outside the back of the grocery store they send her to go alert the cops while they go to the high school dance and then as soon as she gets to the uh the cops she gets on an uh a, a a uh we go radio to call the cops, and she literally says, like, calling all the cops, calling every cop, I think, all cops listen, and then uh, there that's when the dummy shows up to get the dropper, and he's like, yeah. hey, I heard what you were saying, and then the whole routine where he's like, don't you say it, don't you call me that thing, I don't be like, like being called that one thing. What, a dummy? A dummy? Ah, you said it, and then Aliens Freezer.
0: Yeah, it is Fifi the Vampire Poodle, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> a antagonist from the book please don't feed the vampire
1: ah yes (laughs) i i also want to it's worth noting that this movie is also a little deifying of rl stein i mean obviously it's a goosebumps movie rl stein is in it apparently had was a producer had had a lot of hands involved but there's points where he will stop like i said earlier he'll stop and brag about the book but also talk about how the books have to be a very specific thing. They have to have a beginning, a middle, and a twist. Every one of them needs to have a twist and a turn and a scare and a twist again. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of fun, um, especially because a lot of the books that he ends up actually writing in it, you're like, what? What was it? What's the twist with your daughter? What's that? What's that? <laughs> well, the twist is she's a, a ghost. <laughs> But that's not a twist. That's the express purpose of writing her in the first place. It's like I had a daughter and she's not a ghost. She's just an imaginary book character who they can tell is an imaginary ghost character because whenever she's in like direct moonlight, she shimmers. But no other character does that. Well, no, that's the thing he wrote specifically about her. He yeah, was like, she, my ghost daughter, is
0: she is a ghost mm-hmm. and that you can tell when she gets hit by moonlight because she turns all
1: ghosty. Oh, okay. So she's a ghost and not just like an, an imaginary daughter. No, he he, he had to create a monster.
0: Well, yeah, because he says when, you know, they're like, oh, why don't you just write a book that says all the monsters fell into this book the end? He's like, you can't do that. You have to actually write a book. So he couldn't have just written like, I have a daughter and she's very nice.
1: Like, that's not (laughs) what you you can do. And so the twist was, but she was a ghost. Yeah, she was a ghost the whole time. But in a way that doesn't matter. (laughs) Twist. Twist. She didn't know she was a ghost. That was the whole point. <laughs> okay, well, I feel he might be cribbing a little bit from Shyamalan then.
0: <laughs> or the other way around, please.
1: 2015? No. No, not the other way around. No, because goosebumps. <laughs> I don't think there's a goosebumps about R.L. Stein's nice daughter who was a ghost. I think they may have made her up for this movie. Well, no, the entire point of goosebumps is the twist. <laughs> That's why it's in the movie. I feel like that'd be a very disappointing book to get your hands on if you were purchasing Goosebumps in general. You're like, well, I want this one about the zombies. I think ghouls, rather. I want that one about the blob. Uh, what's this one? Ah, the very nice daughter who was a ghost, but it didn't matter.
0: Hmm. Well, no. The twist at the end would be <laughs> Hannah didn't seem to be a ghost the whole time, but then she is at the end.
1: Oh, very good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Why why
0: why you, you, you got to be so angry? I'm Goosebumps. N- I'm not. The movie was
1: fine. Why are you so upset right now? <laughs> <laughs> because my daughter didn't take a fucking nap. <laughs> I thought we went over this. <laughs> uh
0: so their big plan of course is to lure the monsters away from like, the school. Away from the school it, after they get there because <laughs> R.L. Stein can't just write a book. He also has to use his typewriter.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's it's Harold and the Magic Crayon. It's the same shit. But it's, for some reason, his typewriter is on display at this high school. That is a weird element. Yes, given that he is that that is, that's an especially weird element. I, wait, was it really at the high school? I thought it was just at like a storage unit or something. No, they is had that, to go to the why high school was to get it. High school. His daughter doesn't even go there because she's a
0: ghost. She's homeschooled. Yeah, you have to assume that. The reason he is here now is because he used to live here at some point. Mm. And this is like, you know
1: This is where he wrote all the books.
0: Yeah, and there you know, you have the thing where it's like, yeah, you know, uh like Mark McGuire went to my high school and we got some Mark Maguire shit.
1: I guess that you know, I could kind of see that although that would work a lot better if they connected it to his youth of terrorizing people with his demon monsters and oh, being they like
0: don't get into anything in his past. Why yeah. this would be
1: here what was going on with them before? No, nothing. And you'd think it'd make a lot of sense for me to be like, yeah, I lived here when I was a kid, and the reason I had to start moving away, and we've been moving all over the country ever since, is because this is the first town that my, my monsters terrorized. And you'd think that that lead to the town having a local legend about a night where all the monsters attacked, or some monsters anyway. A monster. A monster, which coincidentally happened to be a monster that showed up in an R.L. Stein book later that sold 100 million copies, and then he moved back to town, but it's been okay. It's been a, he's just a really weird recluse now. Well, no but one Ever- knows that he's R.L. Stein. They all think he's just Mr. Shivers. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, he gets his, his old Smith Corona typewriter, which he needs to write his magic books.
0: Yep. And he goes into the the auditorium for the school where they have set up for a play version of The Shining.
1: Mm hmm. Oh, that was right. Because there, there's also a, a very, very minor, like, two joke through line in the book where people call, compare him to Stephen King and he gets mad about it. Yeah. He's like, he's like that hack. No. No. No, I've sold way more books than that asshole. Um, (laughs) No one ever talks about that, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because you've written way more, way worse books. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've both written a lot of books. (laughs) Except, you know, yours are like 100 pages and his are 400. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're right, R.L. Stein, I guess toilet paper outsells stationery. You got it in one, buddy. (laughs) Oof, ouch. (laughs) Big dig on R.L. Stein out of nowhere. (laughs) I really don't like
0: youth horror. I've spent this whole week giving it chances. Don't. Don't give it <laughs> chances. Give me a chance.
1: I, I've given you several chances, and honestly, you've come through with flying colors on each one. Good yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's off riding in the auditorium while our heroes go off to warn the, the homecoming dance, which is... I mean, at least they're listening to a pretty interesting remix of Dance with the Dead, the uh, yeah. The, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it's, it's good. And then, uh, you know and then champ gets on stage and makes it stupid
0: and then he does stupid things and then zach tries to
1: convince people to leave and it doesn't work until a giant fucking mantis breaks through the wall in an almost good joke because what happens is he's up there being like this is gonna sound crazy everybody but you gotta believe me monsters are about to attack the school and everyone's laughing at him and another kid on the police is just like no he's right out there it's the boogeyman and he's picking his nose and you're just like okay i understand you want to make fun of him and i appreciate your moxie." Like, is a fellow asshole from high school era i i would be like hell yeah if your joke was good but the boogeyman is picking his nose i because boogers uh, i get it it's just not funny <laughs> i mean i get it <laughs>
0: i get it i mean you i know, would have loved if he had actually done that no one responds and he's like you know
1: boogie booger boogers boog- picking boog- his nose boogie he's, man he's like the booger man you know like the second genesis game booger man he's like that
0: you know huh? uh and then just absolutely some asshole from
1: the crowd we got it it's bad though (laughs) no i get it like like we get it it's just it's not funny (laughs) try again i understand you're working under a tight time constraint this isn't something you workshopped (laughs) i i understand maybe improv classes (laughs) you got to be faster on your feet if you want to be the class clown that's all we're saying (laughs) yeah and after that he's like oh there's
0: a giant praying mantis and it's eating all the cars. And of course, at that point, they're like, "Yeah, we get it. It's a
1: little stale now." You already did it once, man. And the first one, I got it, at least this one's more random. It's got kind of a wow factor to it. No joke, though. No joke. No, it's just sort of, it's just sort of monkey cheese shit. I mean, I get it because you're a high school student. That's your thing. But and then he gets eaten by the mantis. Yeah. Don't worry though. No one in this movie is going to die. He's fine.
0: No, he comes back in like a neck brace and yeah. whatnot later. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, they all have to run from the monsters mm-hmm. while stein is trying to finish his book
1: yeah and it, that's actually a very it's just jack black that's the thing is jack black can sell anything well so, of
0: course in the scene where he's doing it of course slappy shows up yeah to menace him and you're like this is just jack black acting against jack black so yeah. it's
1: fine but it, it opens with with a, there's a great setup punchline joke of zach being like okay well all that has to happen for the monsters go away is for rl stein to finish writing his book and don't you wor- guys worry he's a fast writer and then it cuts to him the night was cold no, cold was the night. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like that's actually very good line delivery, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, Jack Black does a very
0: fine job in this. Honestly, uh, Dylan Manette, the guy who plays Zach, is okay. Fine.
1: Yeah, Odessa Rush or whatever her name is, who plays Hannah, is fine. Everyone's fine, but Champ.
0: Yeah, Ryan Lee. I get it. There's a reason they <laughs> it's cast not you. Not funny though. I get it. <laughs>
1: I get it. <laughs> not funny. Workshop it a little. <laughs> Workshop your whole fucking face. <laughs> Get a new thing. <laughs> uh. Yeah, everyone's everyone's fine. I mean, Odessa Rush is kind of nothing role. I mean, the whole thing is that she is a twist rather than she presents one. Yeah. Mostly she's just... she. She's, well, I mean, she
0: presents a triple twist and then you're like, oh, twist. She's not his kid. She's just some monster that he made up to be his kid. And then, oh, she doesn't know, though. But twist, she does know. Oh, but then the uh, triple twist. Now she's back again after she got sucked into the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but basically, she be, she gets the thankless job of being like the love interest in a young adult adventure movie where she has to be like, I'm slightly braver than you, main character, until it's important. And then I'm not. Yeah. Come I- with me to the haunted amusement park and, and I'll be the one who's willing to climb up to the Ferris wheel. Well, you won't be. But later in the movie, I'll be scared. And you'll be brave. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. You think that, you know, with her being fully aware of her ghostness, that she'd be full on fearless for the whole movie. She'd be like, what are you going to do to me, werewolf? I'm a fucking ghost.
0: Oh, yeah. And even if she wasn't, we already know they're like, oh, yeah, you can't kill any of R.L. Stein's creations. They have to go back in the book. Yeah. Because we think she would, because she knows, just go, I'll hold him off. I'm invincible. Yeah. Fuck it. Who
1: cares? We see it over and over again. Like, there's a great fight scene with a bunch of garden gnomes. Where they smash them all to flinders and throw a bunch of them into a stove and then they all just reconstitute and come running back at them again.
0: Yeah, and if you manage to like blow one up or do something, it'll usually turn into ink and then reconstitute itself because they set a bus bomb to blow up a bunch of monsters at one point and it just manages to stop them for five seconds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean overall, this movie's pretty slick and polished. It's it for given what we usually end up watching for Horror Toberfest, uh, this is this is fine yeah it's fine. it's fine. It's fine. it's fine. um, I mean, it's still
0: probably the worst thing on my list for this week outside of <laughs> my best friend is a vampire, although that does have Odo talking to the Kid from Dead Poets Society about being a vampire. I do
1: really like a good Renee Abergenois thing,
0: yep, and so. he's great. I mean, I'm not gonna
1: lie. The movie is awful, but he's great, Of course he's great. he's always great, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh. They, they have to once again escape. This time R.L. Stein realizes that the dummy is coming for specifically him because he got threatened by the dummy in the, uh, in, in the gymnasium. And also the dummy broke all his fingers already. So he can't finish the book. Someone else is going to have to. Probably some kind of plucky main character.
0: Some kind of plucky but main character. the
1: one important thing is he has learned that the dummy is out for R.L. Stein's blood. So they, they escape the school to draw the monsters away. Uh, yeah, and they go to the amusement park
0: because he's just angry at stein for you know the treatment
1: yeah and again we get some great line readings where he's like running along narrating what the book should be to zach and he's like uh and then they they escape to the abandoned amusement park where they finish the book in uh uh the grand arcade there isn't one of those uh in that fun house then <laughs> <laughs> i can't
0: run and type at the same time then remember it
1: <laughs> yes uh, but they immediately get caught in the funhouse by Slappy again, who's like, "Hey, I saved one last book for you. It's the one about a blob, the blob who ate everyone." Yeah. Uh, so the blob eats the funhouse, but is otherwise completely non-threatening because I just leave the funhouse. Yeah, well, <laughs> you just be- fucking leave. We well, just close your eyes. <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> Being in
0: trouble is a fake idea. Uh, so they get to high ground, do all the kids, and you know, Stein's like, "Look." I'm the one that he wants, so I'll hold him off while you go try and finish the book. Mm-hmm. And he gets at by a slime, and this is just Slappy's chance to be like, "How's it feel, huh? Yes, yeah, so we you You're stuck somewhere where you can't go anywhere, you can see the outside world, but you can't affect anything.
1: Yeah. Rather than letting R.L. Stein get eaten or devoured, he wants to gloat a little, which is useful because they finish the story now.
0: Yeah. And they gotta get the hell away, and of course there's that Stupid moment where he's as- like, oh No. But you're one of the things, and you'll be trapped in there because the story's written with all of R.L. Stein's monsters get trapped. And I thought for a minute she wouldn't because he wrote all of R.L. Stein's monsters, and she's not a monster.
1: No. In fact, I would say probably a lot of them aren't monsters. Maybe it's probably not that werewolf's fault he's a werewolf. Well, I bet that's a regular dude under there. And like if the full moon goes away, he turns back into an embarrassed basketball man. <laughs>
0: Such an embarrassed basketballsman.
1: Yeah, he turns he gets a little embarrassed naked guy, like if he's in rampage or something. Yeah, except he's got basketball shorts. Yeah. <laughs> well, they fall off. Because they were fit for they they had been stretched to fit a werewolf. <laughs> they comically fall off and then he covers up his tiny junk uh-oh, uh-oh. and it goes sideways uh-oh. off the screen. Yeah. <laughs> which is I gotta say, the one reason I never saw that Rampage movie when it came and went is because, because <laughs> I read that all three of them were just animals and none yes. of them, none of them are going to turn back into embarrassed naked people. And I was like, "Fuck you!" That's the one thing about Rampage. Yes, that's <laughs> the one thing about Rampage. <laughs> Pretty much. What's the other thing about Rampage? Punching buildings. Do they? I, I assume they punch buildings. I would. I don't hope think so. the gorilla ever gets big enough to really do Rampage stuff, right? Does yeah. he? They do. Okay.
0: Yeah, but because he won't. They the. Uh... <laughs> the alligator and the uh the wolf. the wolf he's like oh well i've trained this ape my whole life so I'm gonna make him get him big in the, to help fight the other ones.
1: Okay, all right, but so you get sort of a King Kong thing going. Fine, but to me that King Kong has a King Kong thing going. Yeah, well King Kong's Bing Bong. <laughs> One thing King Kong has going is a King Kong thing, and also Mighty Joe Young has a King Kong thing going. But this movie, what Rampage had that those two didn't have was if they lose, they turn into tiny, embarrassed, naked people.
0: And all I want is pixelated tiny embarrassed naked people yeah, they should also be pixelated it's, in, it's important that they're
1: embarrassed <laughs> you got to see the sweat flying off them and they need to be pixelated too because i don't really want to like end the movie on some embarrassed nudity that's kind of rough
0: what do you think their <laughs> pixelated sweat smells like haha <laughs> 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 just
1: for laughs sorry to get back to the- <laughs> but she's like i know i'm a ghost i've known the whole time it's fine this is to save the town
0: yeah this will save everyone i can just Go into a book and it's fine. Don't worry about me. Uh, The only regret is we didn't have that dance. And I was like, you never asked for a dance. No, they never agreed
1: to go to the dance. Did you cut a scene where they said, (laughs) I would like to dance? Yeah, because there's, there's a whole thing where, you know, he thinks about asking her out to the dance because there's a school dance coming, but she's homeschooled, she makes it very clear and in no uncertain terms that she's not allowed to go anywhere near the high school, so there's not going to the school dance together, and there's a point where he's like, hey, I've been thinking, and you're like, oh, he's about to ask you to dance, and he just goes, you know, I take the trash out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so if you want to scare me again like you did as our meat cute, those are the right days to do it, and I was like, aren't you going to invite her to the dance? No, and at the end of the movie where she's like, why didn't we ever have that dance? I'm like, what dance? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a point, of course, when they get to the school and they're going through the dance to make the announcement. Oh, right. This is what a high school dance is like, except
1: usually the dancing's better. And I'm like, no, it isn't. I've been to a high school dance
0: very, very much. No, it is not.
1: (laughs) I don't know what high school you went to, but no. I mean, granted, when I went to high school, the swing revival was happening. So there was always a corner of the dance where there were like 10 10 kids who were really fucking good at swing dancing. So that part was pretty neat. But the rest of the people were just fucking humping each other. Yeah to whatever songs were, you know, the electric slide and shit. It was pretty straightforward. No one was doing anything awesome.
0: Yeah, no. But there was no point where they were like, ah, we'll have to dance at some point. So that line really... Feels weird and comes out of nowhere. Speaking of lines that
1: feel weird and come out of nowhere, after she gets sucked into the book, we think it's all over, but then Slappy comes sailing out of the funhouse and manages to catch on to R.L. Stein is hanging on him, and he says, Slappy's not happy! Which is fine, that's fine. But then Stein responds with his own rejoinder of one line, Neither is Stein! Yep. (laughs) Them's the jokes. Neither is Stein. That doesn't even rhyme. He could have said, and yet Stein says (laughs) nine. It could have been something. (laughs) But I'm feeling RL fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to take me with you? You can't because Stein declines. (laughs) You know. Workshop a little. Let me let me come in and punch this up for you. I, I'm available for punch up. You know, we're gonna get R.L. Stein, we're gonna get that kid on the bleachers,
0: we're gonna have a class. Uh-huh.
1: No, I mean I, I'm not gonna. We're gonna, gonna pass the energy ball. I mean, I'm not gonna improve the performance of R. L. Stein. I wouldn't I wouldn't speak to Jack Black's amazing skills. What I'm saying is so Hollywood screenwriters who wrote the Goosebumps movie, Movie Mastery is available to come punch these up for you. If you want us to give you a quick five, especially if you want some like people to shout in dialogue from off screen. You want to get some of that 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 uh, voiceover at Punch-Up? We're available. We're Calm. here. I mean, listen, Stein declines. Listen to how good that is. You could have had that. R.L. Fine. Come on. <laughs> so good. So, so good. We're here. It, it's not too late for the sequel to Goosebumps, which I believe I already they, happened. Yeah, I think there is a Goosebumps 2. Goosebumps 3, though. Yeah. yeah. While the iron is still hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really hot iron. <laughs> and they're keeping it in Death Valley. Ugh. But yeah there is definitely a goosebumps too
0: yes there is and jack black is back
1: yeah so anyway they, they all the monsters get sucked into the thing and they're like yay we did it yeah and then it's time for a bunch of uh a, a stuff
0: yeah just a wrap up where we're like okay you know we already said the champ gets the girl because
1: that seems stupid shit we went through the whole scene there's no easy yeah. to go over it it just sucked uh uh, have- Stein is now dating L- uh, the the Aunt Lorraine, Lorraine yeah. Uh, and she earlier had been like, "Oh, I always did like that, Mister Shivers. He smells like a combination of B O and mint. It it works for him. I don't know what it is." And then <laughs> he rubs and- himself down in cilantro every morning. I assume to repel b- binging with Babish. I don't know. Of course, <laughs> you do my sexy little salsa. <laughs> yeah. So he's he gives himself a cilantro rub down. So now the two of them are together, and they have that little bit of business.
0: Yeah, and, and he. Zach is no longer embarrassed by his mother. He's like, it's fine. You don't have to give me a head start. We can go in together. I don't give a shit. I've already
1: established my presence at the high school. It's fine now. You can I'm be my plus one. i the guy who one. saved the high school yeah. from monsters, so it's it's fine. If I hadn't, you would still be dropping me off and driving around, but I, I, I've i got cool cred now, so I guess I, I can take this hit.
0: <laughs> and uh, Stein is working as the new English teacher while their old one is recuperating from a mantis attack.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when we get his big line where he's like, there are three parts of a story. The beginning, the middle, and the twist. And it cuts to the kid who got pulled out of the building by the mantis, nodding appreciatively through his neck brace. Yeah. Just so you know, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. And also, before this, we get the most awkward scene in a movie I think I've ever seen, uh, specifically in the category of non-actor celebrity needs to be in this movie for a second.
0: Yeah, of course we get R.L. Stein, the real R.L. Stein. Shows up in the hallway, mm-hmm. passes by, and, you know, Jack Black is like, uh, good day, Mr. Black. And
1: he's like, Mr. Stein, hello. Hello, Mr. Stein. Hello. <laughs> Mr. Herman, paging Mr. Pee-wee Herman. Uh, but yeah. How are you, Mr. Thompson? Hello, Mr. Stein. And then for some reason, I guess because they really thought that having R.L. Stein be in the movie, but be named Jack Black and have Jack Black in the movie being named R.L. Stein was like the height of ribaldry that nothing was ever going to top that joke. We get like a four second beat for audience laugh. It's just a tight end shot of, of Jack Black saying that's the new. Uh drama teacher. The new drama teacher, Mr. Black. Hmm? Hmm? Anyone? You get it? Anyone? You know what? We get it. We get it. It's not funny. I like the boogeyman one. (laughs) (laughs) Bring that kid back. (laughs) He suffered for his art. (laughs) It's just so weird to have him him just linger on that because it wasn't that I mean, I get it. I understand where they're going. Oh, R. L. Stein's here and his name's Jack Black. Well, it's Mr. Black. It's Mr. Black. We don't know if his first name's Jack or not, but he's a movie character, so probably. Probably. It's the most common male movie name. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. It's 100% true. (laughs) Uh, I do like that that means that R.L. Stein existed in this universe as, as Jack, Jack Black's portrayal of him, wrote all the Goosebumps bo- books. The Goosebumps books movies are are real. But uh, Jack Black, the person, uh, instead is like this very old Abe Vigoda looking man who has been working as a middle school drama teacher, which means that, you know, movies like Bernie and Lucha Libre and, and uh, School Rock or whatever uh, never happened. Never happened. Rock, <laughs> School of Rock, School of Rock.
0: Our writers made that one
1: up. Yeah, that movie never existed. Nope, not a chance. <laughs> I, it's just it's uh, positioning a movie where Jack Black did not have a uh, a big dance sequence in uh ta- in a uh, Weird Al's tacky video. Yeah, yeah. No I'm gonna keep bringing up. Deep. I'm just gonna keep bringing up Weird Al because it pisses off like half our listeners. Why? I don't know. I mean, why am I doing it? Or why does it piss off the listeners?
0: Why are you doing it? Why does it piss off anyone? Wait a minute. I don't give a shit about either. <laughs> anyway, the movie ends with the. Super double twist of Hannah's back and it's fine. And then also <laughs> the right. invisible
1: boy is back. And fucking twist where he's like, I wrote one more book. And in this book, uh, she lets you get to second base, but she's home by 10. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Wish that had been in there. That would have been way better. Instead of just, I wrote her back to life, except I, I she's probably still a ghost. That might be relevant. Uh, But I did write in that she ages alongside you at the same rough pace.
0: Again, not mentioned. It's just, oh, she's back. And there's there is definitely the lingering question of, well, you can't write something unless it's an actual Goosebumps thing. Did you? Is she still a ghost? Is there a horrible
1: twist to this? What's the horrible twist? You've Is made she a it, vampire? You've What's made going it, on? You've made it consistently clear that your books don't work unless there's a horrible twist. And it can't be she's a ghost again because I knew she was a ghost before you wrote this one. Oh, it turns out you're a ghost. <laughs> God damn it. You were dead the whole time. Also, you're Bruce Willis. She's, a, re- she's a reverse ghost. <laughs> What's a reverse ghost? She's more alive than a regular human. Uh, She's a Rob Zombie song. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's all right. That's what I said. She's a Dragula. <laughs> She's a Dragula. <laughs> She's going to dig through some ditches. Uh, and there you go.
0: Hmm? Then goosebumps. we get, we get the credits and there, are, the credits are some
1: art s- references to the old to to the covers. covers.
0: Yeah. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. And there you go. There's uh there's goosebumps
1: for you. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I mean,
0: <laughs> Hey, it was fine. It
1: was, <laughs> pretty, it was pretty much fine. So I uh, just kinda of like watching the Sonic the Hedgehog movie where you're like, this is this has raised more questions than it was worth, but you know, it still might be the war- the best or second best co- uh video, video game, game movie ever about. because the, the feel that it comes out of is so dire.
0: Yeah. I mean of course the best is still
1: Silent Hill. <laughs> probably. I was I would say my best is probably Detective Pikachu, but yeah, Silent Hill is right up there. Detective Pikachu was just, nothing really wrong with it. It, it was, was just fine. a it was just a good hey, movie. It was fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate, there was nothing, no part where I was like, that's dumb, except for the part where like the mountains came to life and no one noticed. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, that, other than that, it was great.
0: All right, let's go ahead and do our bests and worst. then.
1: Jeff, what is the best thing in Goosebamps? I mean, it's just Jack Black's performance. So if I'm going to pick a specific part, it's probably the "The night was cold. Cold was the night! <laughs> because that's just such a great line reading. Uh, Jack Black, just, I generally like everything he does. Great. Hell, I love Bernie. Have you ever seen Bernie? No. You should check it out. It's a fucking good movie. Is it a biopic of Bernie Madoff? Uh, no, it, but it is a biopic. It's, okay. It's the story of a Bernie a, Sanders. A, nope. Just a a dude in in I think West, no East Texas, who uh was like this weird nice little guy who took a job as like a, a woman's house helper and then eventually got irritated and killed her and then went on with most of the people in town kind of knowing he did that, but like they all like him so much and they all hated her so much ah! that they're, like, okay with it. It's a really good movie. All right. So check it out sometime. Great. Um, Yeah. So my favorite thing is his performance, specifically that scene in the auditorium. What's your favorite thing?
0: Uh, <laughs> I really want to say, hello, Mr. Stein. <laughs> but I think probably my favorite thing in this is... <sighs> If I want to pick just one scene, I want to go with the kitchen attack by the gnomes worked really well as something that really fits the Goosebumps-like feel of something that is very stupid and ridiculous, but still threatening. I feel like it was And you another- get the twist of like, oh, we won. Oh, no.
1: Yeah. I feel like it was another scene that could have done with some punch-up, but I did appreciate it. The punch-up in particular is that the whole through line of that, ep- that scene is, you know, they're like, well, maybe these gnomes are friendly. And then one of them throws a knife into the wall near them. Not friendly. Definitely not friendly. And then one of them jumps on Jack Black's face, and he's like, not friendly. Definitely not friendly. I'm like, you fucking wrote the book. You know they're not fucking friendly. What is wrong with you? And I would have liked for him to... Someone to say that, I'd be like, how do you not know they're not friendly? You wrote the book and have him go, I wrote 136 books. I don't remember all of them. I was on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the child orgy in my gnome book. I don't even remember writing the Tommy Knockers. <laughs> you you didn't write the Tommy Knockers. You're goddamn right, I didn't. <laughs> the heck? <laughs> yeah, it's a, just a little punch up would have made that. Uh, but then again, that's because I like meta, meta jokes more than I like jokes, kid, kid jokes. <laughs> so so anyway, yeah, I, I I also thought it was a very effectively done scene. Yeah. Uh worst thing in the movie. Werewolf rescue. It's a stupid scene. It's one of those those insert hero coins get vagina type things, which I absolutely can't stand, especially in kids' movies, especially in high school kids movies. Yeah. So it's it's the worst. It's also a hero moment for champ who really should have died. <laughs> It's, it's, In a movie where no one dies and it's rated PG, yeah. he should have died. Off screen, I don't care. He could have just died of, like, I don't know, diabetes or something. That could have just been like, oh, uh, have, have a, a person run up and be like, I want you to know your good friend Champ died off screen. He was killed by elevators, and then they just run away again. And
0: <laughs> Stein, did you write a book about elevators? No, I never did. <laughs> Freak accident. Unrelated.
1: I did. I'm Dean Koontz.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Fear Street. <laughs>
1: Uh, so that's Miley's favorite, the werewolf rescue. What about you?
0: Um, I think pff, oh, there's a couple things that are kind of goofy in this that I wasn't super big on. I mean, the just bare bit of you have to every single time have the like, oh i i i don't want to go to the dance with you not that i'm gay or nothing but you know oh
1: yeah there was a little tiny bit there was a tiny gay panic joke yeah it was like maybe we should go to the dance together and zach's like not not together together." oh no not like that I mean, we can be each other's wingmans, and also, you know, we can give each other handies if it doesn't work. You know, if no, no one that's... goes out with us, we can, you know, get our crystals all charged yeah, up. Maybe we can. I'm just saying, back to back, lean up against each other, Jo session. It's not gay if you don't see. Look, we're not looking at each other. It's nothing to do with that. It's just nice
0: knowing someone else is there with you. Yeah, that's all. I just want company, and that's the whole verbatim bit from the sh- from the movie.
1: <laughs> yep, all of that happened. <laughs> look it
0: up you're not gonna watch goosebumps you'll never know it definitely
1: <laughs> happened in goosebumps too
0: for sure haunted halloween and jack off session uh all right let's give it the rating each of us zero to five for a rating out of ten was it fine
1: two and a half it, Why, was, it was fine it was fine it's definitely a two and a half i would not seek this out but then again not, there was no point where i was like i'm mad at this or anything so Yep. It's it's okay. Two and a half. Two
0: and a half. Indeed, for me, it is the (laughs) definition of, it's fine. It's all right. Whatever. I I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but if they were watching it, I'd be like, all right. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you to stop.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to rush through the room like I would be if you were watching what I assume is going to be the abysmal new Tiger King chunk, (laughs) Uh, where I'm going to be like, no, thank you. I will be in the kitchen and then I'll be back in my room. Nope. No, 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 none of this. Sensationalized enough. Thank you.
0: All right, five out of ten, the epitome of, yeah, all right, there you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Now, I would also like to mention, as has been hinted at throughout the episode, uh, there's a little more Goosebumps content for you if you're looking for that. Why, if you go over to patreon.com systemmastery you support us at that $5 level, you unlock TV mastery, and we finished up with SNCC, but just as a little treat, a little Halloween magic. Before we get into the next theme, we're going to we watched an episode of Goosebumps.
1: Oh shit, I watched an episode of The Haunting Hour, RL Stein's Other Children's TV Show Horror Anthology.
0: Oh, I I watched Fear Street,
1: <laughs> the Dean Goontz one. Oops. Ah, crap. I watched that one where J- John Carpenter was like the his own crypt keeper. Body bags. <laughs> Thank you for knowing the name of it. That makes my joke way better.
0: Indeed. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So join us there. We've got some opinions on how very much not fine
1: that episode was. Oh, good. I was really worried that I was going to come in all curmudgeonly and he'd be like, doing what you did to me on, on the, are you afraid of the dark episode? I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? This was classic good movie uh, or uh, TV making. No, no. Okay. Good. No.
0: This is terrible. awful. <laughs> Uh, the only
1: part of it that's redeeming is the Goosebumps credit, opening credit sequence that I vaguely remembered. Yeah. <laughs> the do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> that was all. Do, I, do, 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 do. Yeah. That was the only. You know, the, Goosebumps. Dog gets cat eyes for yeah, some reason. He gets cat eyes, and then that line is bark, 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 which, great. That was the only thing I was like, nah, nice. <laughs> bark, 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 bark. Nice. <laughs> that part, fine. That was fine.
0: Uh all right. So yeah, over at patreon.com/slash systemmastery, join us there. Now, of course, the five dollar level unlocks all the TV mastery, all of our bonus content for uh expanded universe, all of the content for our system mastery and, and the afterthought. The special football phone.
1: <laughs> you can get the football phone and the annual sport <laughs> swimsuit edition. <laughs> Ooh, these boys get racy. <laughs> Uh, So join us there
0: if you want. And if you can't support us financially, go ahead. Give us a like. Give us five stars on whatever you're listening to it on. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice. A nice little treat.
1: little treat for us. Helps us out. Holidays, little holiday
0: Halloween it's treat too for late. daddy. It's
1: too late in every single metric for us to be a five-star podcast. We have way too many one-star reviews out there. That's okay. <laughs> every place I look, we're like a 3.6 or something. We are divisive. Ha, ha, ha.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we said Goosebumps was just fine, so clearly
1: was going to be we, like, how dare I'm you? I'm sure we touched a nerve.
0: Yeah, all the people who
1: absolutely hated it and all the people who loved it are both like, how dare you? I'm sure people who were only in this movie, like uh, Odessa Rush or whatever, like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> I think it's Odea, by the way. Oh, I think it's There's It's in Y and an S. Nope, no oh, it's S. Just, it's Odea? Okay. Uh-huh hey i remembered most of it that's pretty damn good i mean that's
0: very good for someone who's not
1: looking at imdb right now yeah yeah. good job
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll be back in another couple weeks back to our regular non-horror Toberfest programming and until
1: then you have a good one a good ween oh get that good ween